Chris Barnett, and welcome to the Tautomona Tales podcast. This is a limited series podcast on all things Tautomona. If you grew up in the islands, you definitely know about Tautomona. Who hasn't been pinched by the Tautomona? I was so agagwat growing up, I think I was even punched by the Tautomona. And so our first guest on this Tautomona Tales podcast, Dr. Marilyn Salas Walter, Tautomona researcher. Off a day, Auntie Marilyn. Half a day, everyone. Uh, I'm here today to talk about just um, Tautamotna and what it means to me in my growing up days on Guam and also from an education perspective. Right. Can we start with your growing up days? My growing up days. Um, I was a child of three living in Aganya Heights and uh, of Chamorro descent. And so from there, you know, we had a lot of activities outdoors and some, uh, a lot of the stories come from that, those experiences. How young were you when your parents, grandparents, your family first talked to you about the Tautomona? I don't know really that they're talking to us about it, but we're just experiencing it. Uh, when we go to our aunties and uncles' homes, you know, we're understanding uh, what what it means to not pick the fruits, have someone else pick it, you know, uh, watch where you, where you are. You know, if it's not your area, if it's not your land, I remember my auntie, every time I wanted to pick the star fruit, the bilimbinus or the guava, she would always call my cousin. <laughs> and I thought that was weird because I wanted the experience of picking right. the star fruit. But she would always call him, and then he would be the one to pick it. And and in looking back at that experience, I think she was protecting us because there are spirits of the land that know the people of that mm. land. And here we are coming in as strangers. And so she'd always go, Ken, Ken, come and pick for them. Yeah, that, that's so interesting. Frustrating because you hear, you know, some some people think that folklore, some folklore, is rooted in trying to protect people or, you know, teach them a moral that mm -hmm. maybe they wouldn't normally um, follow. And so I can kind of see, oh, don't pick fruit in someone else's place, mm -hmm. right? And, yeah. you know, maybe... There was another reason for it. And so, you know, Chris, before mm -hmm. we go on, yes. I would just like to say, uh, say the chant, but change it so that it's appropriate for where we are today. Okay. But it's Gwela Zenguelo. Kosinya menai hem in footmashan parahamzu zenhami saina maasi. And every time you walk in the jungle, or you go somewhere unfamiliar, you would ask our ancestors, uh, "Can I please walk through your jungle, if you don't mind?" And when you get a chance, you can come to to my place anytime. And then you keep quiet, and then you say thank you. I was told very young, right? Almost like the boogeyman, mm -hmm. right? Oh, you better don't make noise in the jungle because the Tautamona is going to get you. Or, oh, you don't do this because the Tautamona does. So I was always like, oh, we're going to watch out for the Tautamona, right? Well, the Tautamona comes in all kinds of emotions. They can be, you, you can fear them, or they can be happy. They can be playful. Uh, they can be your protectors. They can work with you. So who are the Tautamotna? The Tautamotnas, they're the people of before, 
That's what Tauta Motna means, the people of before, which is me, means even as of yesterday. But they are our ancestors, the Chamorro ancestors that live on the land and share it with the living throughout the Marianas. And we have our Tauta Motnas. The rest of Micronesia has their own, like the boogeyman of the United States, right? right. What we're talking about today are powerful and significant topics in Chamorro culture. And why I say that is because they hold our traditional values and practices through these stories. And it, it allows me to say then that we will continue to move forward, but if we don't have those stories, we may lose a part of culture that you know we can't regain. Um, and so I say wow to in spite of 300 years of Spanish rule, over 100 years of American rule, and all the things that happened, Christianity, Westernization, globalization, technological um, revolution, and now the changing times, the Tautamotna is still with us. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And why do you think that is? Because we hold it dear to us, because we know that through those Tautamotna stories, and accounts, they have our values and our practice in there. Right. Yeah. And you know what I think is cool about that, uh, Auntie Marilyn, is that we're actively practicing the oral tradition of passing these stories on. That's right. Right. So when I wanted to do these podcasts about Tautamona, there's not a lot of written word. There's like mm-hmm. Guampedia, then there's the old, uh, I know the public schools, they had the Legends of Guam. Mm-hmm. There's a couple stories there about whistling when you're walking through the cemetery. But as far as I know, there's not a lot. I mean, at least that's readily available for, you know, the average Joe or Josefa Cruz yeah. written yep, stuff right. about the Tautamona. So what do you do when you want to know about the Tautamona? You go <laughs> ask somebody. It's not easy for people to want to share those stories because they're dear to their heart. They're personal stories. And it shouldn't be shared to the wider group. Right. It's to your friends and to your family there. So it's about how knowledge is shared and knowledge of the Tautamotna. Uh, it's guarded, right? But I think, you know, as we continue, and I'm, I'm grateful for what you're doing because it creates the opportunity to talk about these. Uh, others have tried, but I like the sincerity of how we capture the Tautamotna and the practices because there are good, there are happy, there are protectors, there are work, they work with you, or they could be malevolent or vicious so they come in the form of people or animals or objects plants and you can feel their presence smell their presence or see them when you say they come in different forms can you kind of explain that? Because I've heard of like Tautamona rocks, Tautamona right. trees. Yeah. So if you're in the jungle and you're looking for wood, it might be that tree is a Tautamona, uh, the spirit of. If you go um, to the ocean, there may be spirits of the sea, Tautamona, and might be in human form, might be a fish, right? Uh, you might see a cat, and that might be a Tautamona. You just never know. Or they may be on your path, and they're really not supposed to be there. Mm. Yeah. Or you are at the wrong time and the wrong place, and then something awkward comes out. That would be the Tautamotna. And you've heard, you know, some of the stories of um, my cousins 
they would always go fishing in the same place. But there was a Surohano who lived there. So he's a medicine person. And he would invite them to come because they had, uh, they had a party coming. And he'd say, okay, go ahead and go down and fish. And when you're, uh, don't, you know, stop at a certain point. Don't take everything. So they would go and they would do their diving and fish and they would gather a bountiful amount. But at a certain point, they stop. But the fish are there for them to gather. Right. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And then they would have to get out because it was told to them, don't take more than you need. Which is sustainability. Yes, which is a value. Yeah. You know, you pick breadfruit, lemai, don't pick more than you need. That's why Chamorros always leave one on the plate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and other, other Micronesians do the same right. thing. Right. But um, they can also give you their powers. They can make you sick. Let's go to give you their powers. Is this what, what people mean when they say uh, Gai Tao Tao or they got a Gatsung? Right, or? they have a Gatsung, Gai Tao Tao. Give me some that, examples of your, your uh, research and what you found on that. So you, so like a story of uh, someone in a dance group and they really like them. And so they follow them home and they're a part of them. They're probably within them. And they, they can see things. I'll say, oh, don't go there because... Um, there's an accident on that side. So they're given the powers to see. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Even like strength? My uncle, he's the head of the clan, the Salas clan, and he lived in Dedido. We would call for him, you know, and we wouldn't see him. And then all of a sudden, there he is. And my uncle, was skinny, wiry man, would be with his big bull, <laughs> his and we're going, whoa, he's, he's moving that thing around by himself? It should be his sons. Or he'll say, um, kids, his sons, let's go to NCS Beach and get some rocks and wood. And they will go with him into the jungle, and they can't pick that out. But he said, it's okay, it's okay, I'm going to call my Gatsuns to help. Mm. And pretty soon, he'll be coming out with the wood, and he's carrying it, and nobody can see anybody else, but he's strong. So the strength, you say, is there because he has friends. So they will also work with you. So if you're out there and you ask Gwela Zangwela to help you, you might find that things will be easier because they're helping. Like after a typhoon, they're out there moving the tree from your path. They're helping you. So we cannot discredit these because it's the belief that the individual uh, has and and the resu- and what he thinks it means to him at that time. Man, I've had a lot of times where you have a friend or you know somebody and they don't believe in ghosts, they don't believe in anything, they're very like by mm-hmm. the book, you know what I mean? And then you ask them about Taltamon and they're like, oh man, let me tell you about this one. <laughs> it's so widely accepted on Guam. Like everyone I talk to has had some kind of experience with the Taltamona, even people who aren't from here. Right. That one there is interesting. Yeah. They're not from here. And the Marianas, because the Marianas carry the same kind of stories. Right. Uh, but even within my own experiences, I purchased a property in Umatek, and I remember it's way in the jungle. And I asked the uh, owner uh, on the day she was going to hand me the keys if she could walk around the house with me. And she says, okay. She went in the house to get her her sh- boots because it's like muddy land, right? yeah. river land. And she didn't come out. I had my guitar. 
So I started singing and you know, showing that I wasn't really afraid I'm going to be the new owner of the land. As I walked around, she still didn't come out. But I noticed that the roosters and the hens were like looking at me like, oh, we hadn't heard that in a long time, my guitar, which I, then I found out her late husband played the guitar too. Oh, wow. So I walk around and she's still not there and I walk to the other side of the house and there... I don't believe it's my imagination. I see like five huge men with their hair tied back. And they're like standing back to back. And one of them says in Chamorro, what is she doing on this side? And the old one says, it's okay. It's okay. Leave her alone. Listen to what she's singing. Of course, I was singing, Zetanlong, Zetanlong. <laughs> and I and I was singing it so clearly, and then I turned around to go back, and after that day, it was like they took that sheer curtain and opened up the rest of the jungle for me. And so then I knew I was accepted. And up to this day, that was like 20 years ago, up to this day, I feel really safe, and I feel like they helped me in my work on that pristine land let me tell you a story so i my um i moved into my party's parents house uh the mother had passed years back uh the father had moved out because he had a stroke so he was staying my party and they were taking care of him so um he said oh go ahead and and just stay there so you know i uh, cleaned it up and uh the first night first few nights i was showering and every time i wash my hair and close my eyes well i didn't have hair so back then <laughs> every time i would shower my bald head and close my eyes i would just feel like oh i would get all fugu and i'd be so scared to open my eyes because i think someone would be standing there and i would see this old woman's face really first few days and uh -huh. i was so scared so finally the third day i went over to my party's house and i was like man party i don't know but um i keep seeing this old lady's face over at the house and he's like oh yeah and he goes, how does she look? And I said, oh, she's a, you know, old, kind of dark, like curly hair. And then so he, he opens the door and he goes like that. And he shows me a painting of his late mother. Wow. Yeah. And I said, that's her. Oh, my God. And I got all fool again. And so he goes, okay, let's yeah. go over to the house. So he went over to the house. And then he said this. And I don't know if he was just saying it to his uh, mom or if he thought maybe it was a tautomona or what. But he said, you know, he's going to be staying here now. He's good. He's going to fix the place up, you know. Just don't bother him. And after that. Oh, good. Never saw yeah. anything again. So I was just going to talk about healing, you know, and what you do, because either you pray, and the prayer is coming into Catholicism or Christianity, right? right. So we've intermingled these in order to let it survive to this day. That's so interesting to me, because yeah. you have, like, some in the church, like when I interviewed Pauli Jose, they think that when the Tautamona is being evil, it's not a Tautamona, it's a demon, like, you know, mm -hmm. the exorcism demon, right? Mm -hmm. But I find it interesting that there are a lot of people who get possessed or messed with by the Tautamona, and they don't go to the priest. Mm -hmm. They go to the Surahana or the Suranu. Yeah. The other one is, even if they went to the hospital, the hospital can't find the illness and will say, why don't you find a Surahana? <laughs> right. Even the medical doctor is saying that. Right. So, um, you know, these Tautamonas, they live in the jungle. They live along the river. They live by the sea on the rocks, 
they live on the bull cart trails or there you can find them there um, they're at historic places and they could be around your house because they may be your ancestors who just want to stay around that area right yeah and um, they can jump they can fly they can bounce <laughs> so here's my uncle my the oldest of uh, my dad's uh, siblings, and he tells his son, who comes from Hawaii for a visit, um, Chu, can you please, it's like 5.30 p.m., could you please uh, come in here because my friends want to jump uh, around, they want to play, but you're in the way because you're washing your car, your truck. Wow. And he says, oh, so just tell them not to step on my truck, okay, because I just washed it. So he's joking. But he said the way he saw them was like they were kangaroos. They were jumping around. Wow. And when this old man passed, or right before he passed, he kept asking, who wants to take my gatsung? Who wants to take my friend? And he had a lot of sons, but nobody wanted to take that gatsung. You know, they were all, no, Dad, no, Dad, because I live somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) And so I think when he passed away, he left his Gatsung where he lived. And then, you know, sunrise, sunset, those are the times we always have to be aware of. You know, that's when they're moving around. Sunset, when they're ready to close the day. They may be going to take their shower at the beach. And so it's about what we can do, like, you know, stop picking flowers, stop picking vegetables, because it's getting, you know, that's the time for them. I heard that because yeah. I remember one time one of my kids was sick, and um, we called uh, Sir Hanna, and uh, she said, oh, boy, can I come today? You have to come uh, tomorrow because I cannot pick the medicine until this certain right. time. Yeah. I think it's after 3 o'clock you don't pick medicine because they're probably out gathering the medicine, too. Wow. So it's more powerful in, you know, before that time. You know, before we started recording, you talked about how the Tautamona intersects so many different parts of our culture and, you know, our, our traditions and our way of life from things like sustainability to, uh, you know, farming to even healing, right? And you were talking about um, the healing practice. And there are, are there surhanas surhanus who kind of specialize in different things like you have one who can maybe talk to the tautamona and then you have others who do like the herbal healing or there there are oh. you got it right on the point oh. um there are surhanos that belong in the south surhanos for the central and surhanos from the north so i remember someone needed one and so she said do you know any surhanas i said yes i know one uh, she lives in uh, Derido. Okay. Do you know anyone else? Yeah, I know another. She lives in Agate. Do you have anyone in the central? Because if the if the uh, experience happened in the central, they would understand you best right. from the central. So um, they protect you. They can hide you. They can hide children. They can play with you. Uh, they can give you disorientation. You know, you go out into the jungle and all of a sudden you don't know where you are and they find you days later, you know. Um, they can put you up on a tree if you're disrespectful. Oh, man. Auntie, there was a case. <laughs> this was just, a, I want to say, last year or the year before. 
I don't know if you remember this, but there was a there was a couple guys that got lost in like yes. the Malolo, and then uh-huh. it was over there by uh, Talafofa Bay. I forget what they call Asiga, maybe it was uh-huh. that area. And they actually found one of the guys was up in the tree. Right. Yeah. They can kick you out of the jungle if they see that you're there for no good. They can make you sick. Uh, they can swell parts of your body. Right. And um, and there's no medical cure for right. it. So I want to talk about the, the joke that we used to always tell when we were growing up, which is they would say, my grandma would say, oh, if you don't ask permission when you, you know, pee in the jungle, the Tatamona is going to pinch your tzili and it's going to get all swollen. Right. And it wasn't a joke, you know. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a joke. There, I yeah. mean, when you hear that as a kid, we're all like, oh, he's going to make it bigger. Okay, where do I go pee? <laughs> well, in Saipan, there was a guy who used to drive his Jeep and just put his gun in and go hunting. And he'd just put on his loud music, go into the jungle, and everybody would see that he's going there. He'd park his Jeep, shoot the animal, you know, and then and then he'd have really trouble getting out of there, you know. And then he got his, uh, his private parts swollen. So there it is, and then they had to rush him to Guam. Go back to the, the kids. They can hide the kids. They can hide you. They can cause disorientation. How, did, how does the Tantamona being able to do those things and doing those things fit into our traditions? Well, I think that that's what I was coming through is the values and traditional beliefs about what it means then. And only the person who experiences that really can understand why they did that. Either you disrespect it or you were not supposed to be out there at that time mm. or the child is alone and they're not supposed to be out there after 5.30 or 6.00. And uh, you will find there's stories of a little girl goes out to play and she disappears. And the whole village goes looking for her and they can't find her that evening. They can't find her the next day. Then all of a sudden there she comes walking back home. And where were you? I was playing with my friends. And she's all, you know, got mud on her because they've been playing. It wasn't in a bad way, right? She was with them. Uh, So they take you underground through the roots yeah so what does it mean so there you know these beliefs in the Tautamotna they reinforce and they preserve Chamorro traditional practices and values for example family authority elders kinship respect for nature and the environment Um, they're angered by littering you go and you use their jungle and then you just throw things they'll be angry uh, the haphazard cutting down of trees, uh, uh, careless hunting of animals in their territory. <laughs> right. And then um, taking too much is another one. And so you see all these, they carry with it things that our children of today need to know. Um, I remember Surahano telling me, you know, there's more angry Tautamanas today than ever before. I said, why is that? He said, because they're just clearing the jungle without really knowing that that tree had lived there almost 40 years and now you just cut it down. Or that rock was there, you just took it and bulldozed it and put it away. That was our home. So things of that nature, even on the military base, happen because there's disregard, disregard, disrespect for the people, our ancestors, the Tautamotna. One of my uncles worked, worked at a, a construction company a long time, I think 30 years already, and he would always tell these stories when they were trying to like clear areas. They would always, they, sometimes they'll come across a big rock that, you know, of course, all the Chamorros are like, oh, that's Tautamotna rock. 
don't mess with that. Right. But they would try and detonate it or blow it up, and it just would not mm-hmm. blow. So you wonder, right, about those. Yeah. The what is happening there? And if you go around southern Guam, especially, you will see there's these big rock right in the middle of their yard. Right. They will not touch that mm-hmm. rock. You know, it belongs. And if um, my my people in Umatek, uh, Laddie Stones, they leave it alone. You know, it's it's some others of other places that take it. Or the Tautamotna lives in the Nunu tree, the banyan tree. You know, the one with a lot of roots. Right. But then in the south, they live in the bamboo trees Wow. also. And we've had experience with the bamboo trees. I don't like going where there's yeah. a lot of bamboo because when the wind blows, yeah, it, there's that whistle. And then it always sounds like someone's following you because of the leaves. Yeah. It's so beautiful, though. Uh, even up in Yuruna area, again, when we're coming up, the, at that time there were no roads coming back up. We had path footpaths, and we're climbing up the footpaths, and I never wanted to be the last person. Right. We kept on fighting to be the second to the last <laughs> because we felt like somebody was following us. And I think, if anything, they were following us because they are taking us back up. To our safety. Wow. I believe that was what was happening. So don't always look at it in a negative. Yeah. You know, there's there's good reasons for them to be taking care of us. But have you ever had a point where you just felt scared or afraid? Always I feel a presence or, you know, afraid, but uh, I have this inner strength in me. (laughs) And I think they like that. They like that I'm brave. So, you know, they even say if you're really uh, fearful... That's the one that they will try to bother. Mess with you, right. And if you're really tough, tough, is that the word? They would they would go after that one, too. They want to power yeah. check you. So, like, if I'm down in Omatek and I'm, I'm in, up in Omatek and I'm inviting people there, I have to know what kind of people uh, I'm inviting yeah. because you don't want the too tough to come down there. And the too weak, you watch them. So, I remember my... Godson coming down there and my niece and nephew. They're only about 10 to 12 years old and they wanted to go uh, look for, we wanted to go, we wanted to go look at the Laddie sites. So there was a guide with us and he was taking us in there. It was his land. And at some point, we're all standing there and we could see the Laddies underneath the growth. And he says, he starts speaking in Chamorro and he's saying, no, 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 don't bother him. And I said, Dave, are you talking to me? He says, no, 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 I'm talking to my friends. And then I had to think about who he was referring to because I had three kids with me. And it was one of them who was the weakest to me. And so I made sure I watched that one more closely than the others. And why he would not bother the others? Because they're pretty strong. Pretty okay. Yeah, Yeah. confident and, and respectful. There's connectivity, right, from Tautamotna's. We are, through Tautamotna's stories, we're finding that our traditional practice and values are being held in those stories. And it's teaching us, right, the, what we can pass on, uh, what's important in our culture. Respect for nature, uh, not being mean or cruel to animals. You know, that's why I look at the burning of the mountain and I think, oh my gosh, you know, are we forgetting some of the the values that we've been taught by our Manamko? So the common threads would be that the Tautamotna with the living 
this is what we were finding in our research, right? It was about the themes and the threads were from Tautamanas and the living or Tautamana and Christianity. Those were the stories. Tautamana themselves or the important role of the Sarohana or the Sarohana in healing. And these are from the stories that you collected, the right. 200 stories. Mm-hmm. Can you give us some examples? Well, the Tautamana and the Christianity, I would think it would be you're, you're blessing your home. Because you feel that it needs to be blessed, and you feel also that there's spirits around there. <clears throat> and so they've mixed the two, where the Sarohana will come, but he will smoke your home. <laughs> and smoking your home is a part of Catholicism, right? And the other one is putting holy water around it. So you've now meshed the two together. So they have mixed. Right. And so we have that here, although it's not as overt. And I don't think you would, I don't know if you would, it'd be easy to find a priest who would say, oh yeah, Tautamona, that's real. (laughs) But yet they'll come and bless the house, Mm -hmm. right? And a Mm Chamorro will call a priest to come bless the house because they think that the priest can, what, overpower the Tautamona? Or is it just because that's our belief system now? You know, in Malik. Mm. You know the word in Malik, it carries a lot in those Tautamatna stories because you you live with them. You have a smooth relationship when you're able to uh, work together. So, look, between people in a village, right, working together. And that's so true for today is let's work together. Let's balance what we're doing. You know, don't be an enemy to your neighbor because the, look at this island, how small it is. Right. Yeah. We've got to get together. And between the living and the spirits, there's got to be an Atfat Malik. Um, there has to be harmony between the people, the animals, and the plants. That's an Atfat Malik also. So, it, it make, you know, that's the aha moment because uh, if you could just see the goodness of getting along with the spirit world, you'd be okay with the animal world, with the plant world. Knowing that, like, right now, there's a pig in our jungle. There's more pigs in our jungle, but this Plenty. one really knows his area. He really knows where he is. And you wonder, is that a Tautamada pig? And, you know, the people of the village, they don't touch that pig. A lot of times when we were growing up, we would see, like, either a big halita, and they'd be like, oh, oh that's a tautamona. Right, or a big, or a big coconut fish. crab. Right, yep. Or a white pig. You leave those alone, right? right? Or black cat, but the black comes in with uh, some American literature. Right, and right. Superstition. Right. Um, healing. <clears throat> Before, it was healing the Sarahano. You can relate them to the priest. You can relate, you know, I'm, I'm looking at these. Yeah. Herbs and chants were in the healing with smoke, holy water, and prayers. You can return to the location when, when you need to heal or go to church. And you can ask for forgiveness out in the jungle or you can go and pray, right? Or the two together. And then, of course, like you said earlier, there are ethnic stories. Uh, there are the, uh, people of other cultures living on Guam that experience the Tautamana. Right. That's an interesting thing. It is. Too. I have a, a, a white coworker who, when I was uh, talking in the back about, hey, I'm going to do these podcasts about Tautamana, she was like, oh, my God, let me tell you, I have some stories. And we're all like, what? <laughs> this white girl got Tautamana story? And she was yeah. like, let me tell you, they were all in my house. I, my house was blessed like 10, 15 times. Yeah. And then she said that she finally, and I'm going to uh, get her on to, and we'll talk, but um, she said that she just gave up after like the 10th time to bless the house, and she just accepted it. 
It's just like a, a friend of mine in the States in South Carolina. I'm telling him the stories, and he says, I can't believe you're educated and you believe those stories. It's like, you know, at that point, I didn't have a, I didn't have an answer. I thought, oh, you know. But, it, <laughs> but, but you know, it's not so far it's off. It's a from, part of culture. It is, but let's check out this, Auntie Marilyn. So you're right. When you try and explain from someone who's not here that there's these spirits of our ancestors, and sometimes they go in the rocks, sometimes they go in the trees, uh, sometimes they can take you and hide you and erase your memory and make you disoriented. Sometimes they will pinch you and leave a bruise. It just sounds crazy. I mean, you know, yeah. to a Westerner. But then when a Westerner tells you that there's an invisible man up in the sky <laughs> and you have to pray to him, it's almost the same thing. Right. There's, it's faith. Yes. Right? You're taking there's, it on faith. Yeah. You got to just continue to read and continue to listen to people because these stories. When they're written, they're very different from when they're orally presented. Right. Yeah. And in the oral presentation, you see their eyes and you see their hand movement. And you see they believe it. Yes. And and who are you to say they're not true? That person who had that experience knows best. Right. And it's like your father or mother would say, well, what did you do? How come your leg is swollen? Well, I went into the jungle and I was picking the wood there. Well, you need to go back and ask for forgiveness. So that person will go back there, but he goes without cologne, without jewelry, and then he says, Dispensazu, can you please forgive me for going in there? And then all of a sudden it heals. Right. And guess what? That same person went back to the same area to pick the wood again a second time <laughs> and got sick. And he's no longer around today. Wow. Yeah. Tell us a story that, that you heard that resonated with you, that kind of captured what the Tantum One is all about. I think I like the ones where they're helping or protecting you. So just just even firsthand experiences of working, because there's a lot of times I'm just, I'm a farmer. Yeah. And so I'm out there, you know, and I remember after a big typhoon and I looked and there was a big log by the river and I took my uh, chainsaw and went out there and uh, got it started. And I, oh, before I did that, I said, "Guala Zinguala is okay. I just need to, I just need to cut this log because I need to see the river," and it was okay. You know, you keep quiet, and I, it was like butter. Wow. The electric, the machine just went through, and then I was able to like move it apart. Can you believe that? So somebody's helping me, and then I thought, "Oh, I think I need another one over there." <laughs> so I started to cut this time. My chainsaw got stuck in the center. And it's like, what? Always I hear the young one going, what is she doing again? And I always think, oh, my gosh, if that old one dies, I'm going to be in big trouble. (laughs) But of course, those those are our ancestors, so they're already gone. You know, and it's just about respect and balancing what we do. So, you know, even to, to pick a fruit, ask permission. You know, and know that they're there with you and thank them when you're in the jungle. Thank them for for making it so bountiful and you'll be okay. You talk about the helping stories. What about the hurting stories? Uh, The hurting stories, I don't like to hear, but they are there. (laughs) One that's not so bad is a farmer goes out and it's already nighttime and he forgot to water the plant. So he takes his hose and he pulls it way out there, water's on, he's ready to to water and all of a sudden the hose gets pulled all the way back wow. 
And he scratches his head and he says, okay, I think I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> or another is a farmer again. You know, the farmers are so grass-rooted, right? They're yeah. so close to the earth, so they get to see this. He's a, he's a young boy, and his mother says, let's go. We need to go to the bathroom, which is away from the house at that time. Right. And he goes out there, and he's waiting for her, and he's looking into the jungle, and he sees the little boys playing. And they're in a circle, and they're, you know, they're dancing around out there. And then he's sitting there, so he decides to, like, throw a rock over there. <laughs> naughty, naughty living human. Right. <laughs> and they're not very happy with him. And then they come over because they're trying also to get him to come and play. Uh, so when his mother comes out of the the outdoor bathroom, she says, what are you doing, Mom? There's people out there and they're calling me to play no you know and she pinches his ear and then she takes him back because they could make you sick right yeah. and you don't know it yeah uh what about possession i've heard stories yeah they like them so much there would be someone who's a dancer uh down at the hotel like the hilton hotel and they fall in love with them and then they take them and they possess them and they're within them and they go home with them and um, they're so in love with that person, so they have to bring that out of her. And then um, she's also able, she's given the power to say, Dad, don't go to the ranch today, okay? Because right. something might happen out there, and he'll, he'll listen because she's been given that power. So those are the stories that we've collected. Right. And, you know, we're analyzing them still today. We're analyzing and we're seeing the goodness of those stories is it lets you know the indigenous beliefs and the traditional values that are within every one of those stories, whether they're good or bad or they're playful. My old cousins came down to see my place in Omatak. And these are the same cousins that they have a clan Tautamatna, a oh. Gatsung. And I remember one of them just jumps and lands on a rock in the river, a big rock. And I'm going, wow, how come he's doing that, you know? And he's like off balance, trying to balance himself. So he gets back in. I go, hey, don't do that because you're old already, right? And then the next time we're, we're going across the river, the next brother does the same thing. And later on, he says to me, you know what? You have a lot of Cassies on this land. You have a lot of playful ones that are teasing Like the Cassia. Mm. They'll let you fall. <laughs> They'll trip you. You'll do a somersault, but you'll be okay. You know, they're just playing around with you. So they're younger Tautamotnas, they say, on my land. Wow. And then if you're carrying Tautamotna spirit and you're going to another land, you have to watch because sometimes they don't welcome your Tautamotna. Village rivalry. Yeah. Yeah. Your Gatsung to their place. Don't be bringing the Aga Tautamotna to Jotnia. Or plants. You're bringing a plant down to your other area you have to watch what you're doing because they may not want your plant on their property that's a uh another belief that we have is that they go and visit when someone's oh, dying they go and visit right. or how many times have i heard like oh auntie so-and-so is hanging on because you know so-and-so has to come from the states right and and then you know they will make it will become true right, right. <laughs> in their minds right. but also i would tell my cousin you know my mom was on her last breaths, and she was traveling. And she was telling me she was at the cliff, and there were a lot of coconut crabs. And she, they said, oh, that's in Jotnia. She went to Jotnia, and they got nervous, and they go, we have to come and see her. Mm. You know, they were scared. Yeah. So they came to say their, you know, give their last respects right. to my mother. Things like that. Yeah. 
Or even at their death, they're saying things like, who's that big man that just went by the door? Right. And you say, there was no big man there, Mom. Yes. Frustrated. And I go, and I go, no, there's no big man here. And I go out to the kitchen, and pretty soon I feel a big man behind me. <laughs> and all I can think, and I even said this, mental telepathy. I said, I was looking out the kitchen window, and I could see all the chickens, and I said, oh, you see all those chickens that you left behind with us? And you know what that man said? Tap. I don't care about those chickens. I care about that woman in there, which is, I think, her child, his his daughter. Wow. That was probably my grandfather, who I never met. My kids would always see when we stayed down in the same house, they would always see like old man walking by or or even no face. Yeah. Right? Did you did you do research on on how some of the Tatamana look? Because I've heard, I know at Guampedia, they they talk about some of them have like plants growing out of their face. Well, I like the happy ones, but it's like. <laughs> I like that you like the happy stories. Yeah, I like the happy I gotta stories. I got to find somebody who likes this the uh, scary but, ones. Ooh, I like the happy stories. I like the protector, the worker works with you. Yeah. You know? But you feel when they're when they're making people sick or possessing them. It's because they are either so magodai for that person or also that that person may have done something wrong, right? Yeah, I think it is more like disrespectful. And mm. maybe you didn't know it, mm. but uh, you stepped into an area where you shouldn't have been or you were cutting down that tree that's where I live. You know, or you touched that orchid. The kids, that's their favorite orchid. I like that we're finally putting this down in writing. And because the stories that I've heard before or the way they've presented it is is always not too attractive to me. Yeah. From a from a Chamorro perspective, I want us to know you don't say it's not believable. It's really up to the person who has the story to decide what it means to them. And I always tell my husband, you just have to listen, you know, don't discredit their stories well do you think that the some of the bad rap that the tautamona has is because of the church maybe they did with the tautamona the sarahano would heal but they all of a sudden say see the sarahano is not healing that you have to come to church jesus is really healing the priests will do it right right? so there were things like that happen along the way and they discredited any of those stories uh of the Tautamotna. Did anyone mention duendes? Yes, duendes is a part of it. And the duendes are, again, the friends of the little children who will take them away at 5.30 or 6 if you're not watching out. So. Right. Are those Tautamotna or is that a different category? I think it's a part. It's just a small, yeah. They're just the, different the, form. the little, yeah, the little people. Because that's another one you see in different yeah. cultures mm-hmm. regionally, right? I've heard lots of stories of the rest of Micronesia. So that, sh- Chris, should be your next one. That's what I'm working on. I have a friend from Yap, and then he's going to get his friend from Chuk, and we're all going to sit in here. And, and it was funny because when I asked him, he's a younger guy. I said, hey, do you guys have Tatamona and Yap? And he goes, oh, yeah, we have the, I forget what he called. He goes, oh, yeah, we have this. This is what it's called. And, and I was like, well, what, you know, oh, if you're going in the jungle and they could do this to you, they could do that to you. So, yeah. 
I won't go there because, you know, I've had a lot of chuk experience of going there and being. We have a little house out on a uh, faraway island. Yeah. And so just it, with with all his clan, and things happen there, and I always question what that is. Or the little kids, they're really good at seeing the spirit. Well, the Philippines has yeah. their things, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Ashwang. Yeah, they have a vampire, yeah. right? We don't have a vampire, we do we? No. No, we, we don't, don't have a vampire. Yeah. Too much garlic. But thank you. This is really creating an opportunity to just know that through these, we have opportunities to see what the people value yeah. and what are their traditional beliefs. And that's very important, right? And we ho- hope that this gets passed on to the generations to come, you know. The mangingi part, get up and kiss your elders, you know. Don't just wait for them to come towards you. COVID's you over. This, I'm yeah. in your auntie boy. Yeah. All, even with the mask. Right. All these are just, you know, going to be lost if we don't continue to encourage it, right, through those stories. 